0: So In this episode I tried not to uh, <laughs> uh Creep out over vanity And I think that unfortunately resulted in me Kind of ignoring her
1: <laughs>
0: Was that a bad call?
1: Mm, I don't know if it was a bad call but like I definitely Myself meant to at some point Been like oh yeah she's, she's pretty
0: fucking hot
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah we didn't
0: I guess I can add something in the intro to this episode.
1: But also, she was like, <laughs> she, was... yeah, I really wanted to mention that she was fucking trying to fuck so hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. She I think like the on only sick. only <laughs> only bit of that I got to mention is when she's like. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me put this Chinese dress on for you. <laughs> You'll be into that, right? And then, like, setting up the little show for him at her club. Like, I feel like in any other movie, the genders are reversed and all of this is going on. Yeah.
1: There's, I mean, there's points in the film where she's just, like, looking at him and she's just
0: like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. She's just so, like, Oof. I think in my uh, in, in my notes specifically that scene Where she invites him in and gives him the medal back I wrote let me, let me see what I wrote I should have said this on the show I was so, intending to
1: She's giving him some serious Fuck eyes
0: Oh yeah oh, I said uh <laughs> Leroy looks like a wounded bird in front of a hungry tiger.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, she was sizing his ass up. <laughs> and a couple of times she just, without flat out saying it, flat out said it. <laughs> like when they have the uh, awkward conversation in the car and she's like explaining to her what he means by moves. So I think she just flat out says, I'll teach you some moves. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Old Taku Connection. Though maybe I should say, ye Old Taku Connection. Don't know why, like, found myself watching, uh, of roast videos, or videos of people just like laying into other people or other shit. Um, kind of like the dozens. If you're in my age demographic, demographic, I don't know. group doesn't matter. And for some reason, for some reason, I really got it, it got in my head the idea of like Shakespeare or characters in Shakespeare's plays, uh, (laughs) roasting one another. I mean, it's probably happened, though not with the same sort of style you find today. I I kind of imagine it would sound something like this. Behold Thyself. Ye old horse faced scoundrel who smells of rot and excrement. Thy face resembles a swine three weeks dead from plague. Such repugnance is only matched by thy smell, which could fell an entire army. Get thee gone with thy bucket shaped head and rot. Thanks for putting up with all that, I just had to get that out of my system. Anyway, uh, this is the beginning of my uh, birthday month, Uh, so I guess it's a theme month of sorts. I uh, indulge myself a bit, going over whatever I want, even if it flies dead in the face of what this podcast is about, which I'm going to abuse this this year, do forgive me. Uh, We'll be starting with The Last Dragon. So, uh, please enjoy. See, part of me just wants to start this episode by screaming Leroy.
1: I thought you were going to say, who's the master?
0: I was saving that for the end. <laughs> Did any of you guys have a similar experience with this movie that I had, in that you saw it when you were, like, a less kid? Hmm.
1: Uh... Well, we've talked about this before. I only ever, like, really saw snippets. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to re-watch it because the, the only things that I really remember seeing as a kid were mm-hmm. uh, the scene where she shows him all the Bruce Lee movies and he gets real pumped. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think parts of the last fight scene in the ending. I was mm-hmm. never really able to like catch it on HBO back in the day,
0: yeah. from
1: the beginning. So I only got those little snippets.
0: Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh,
2: I, I do remember watching the entire movie as a kid, but the one that the one scene that always just sticks with me the most is when he's you know he has his head and he's dunking him in the water. And then he says that line and everything, but that—that's the, the the scene that always. Whenever I think of that movie, that's the scene that always pops up, and then everything else is kind of a blur. But, yeah. uh, was, um, uh, yeah, I remember seeing it and really enjoying it as a kid and just being so excited to see like a black character mm-hmm. that was kind of a, uh, you know, doing the karate and all that that craziness that I was. I got little Joe very excited, but um. <laughs> oh, little Joe's getting excited. Not Did that little Joe, Joe by uh, Well,
0: maybe I don't know. I mean, uh, what'd you think of Vanity, Joe? Wink, wink, mm. nudge, nudge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just but anyway, overall, that the, the scene that I just always remember, it's just mm. that final final bit. I um, am. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think a, when... I think the... Uh,
0: Leroy! Yeah, the first time I Thanks. saw this, I think I came in right after the big uh, free-for-all. So most of what I saw was just that big fight at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would, kind of like Mike, but I would catch like more and more of it on HBO. And eventually... Don't think I ever saw the whole thing till I like went back and watched it. Uh, I don't know, like four or five or maybe somewhere between two and five years ago. I went back and rewatched it from beginning to end. The earliest mm. I'd seen it up until that point is uh, when uh, is like at the movie theater, the movie theater scene. But, yeah, yeah. This movie was like one of my favorite things in the whole world when I was a little kid. Like, this, this was my <laughs> shit. That's like, I think it may be the first time or at least the first time I can remember seeing someone on TV and thinking that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. Mm-hmm. It was just so a, neat seeing did you, a black did, character. Did doing you that. you feel
1: the same way when uh, Urkel... Jumped into that little machine and turned into Black Bruce Lee? Uh,
0: very similar. <laughs> because he was almost there, but he didn't have the glow. Uh, I guess not. That and, soul glow. And, and the glow, kind of like, uh, Mike, I think you were the same way. Like Kind of like I, how I was with the Hadouken, where I thought it was something you could actually do. You just had to know how to do it.
2: <laughs> Practice.
0: Practice. i'd be like in my room doing the crazy like arm thing he was doing expecting like the after effect to happen
1: yeah i probably tried that i think i i think i
0: was a little wait
1: what when did that happen what movie is that from
0: oh uh, where bruce lee does it i can't yeah, is a chinese connection uh i don't i'm not mm. sure actually you know
1: what i think maybe it's enter the dragon
0: might have been. Hmm. Possibly. Possibly.
1: But we all did shit like that. And I remember trying to use the force
0: and shit back mm-hmm. in the day. Trying to move shit telekinetically, yeah. Yeah. I still do that. I about, yeah, I still try go- on occasion. Um like I occasionally try and pick things up with my mind. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah It'll just be so it's- tight on the day it actually happens. <laughs> Someday.
1: Someday. I, I think I have dreams where, uh, that happens.
0: hmm Sigh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sad now.
0: Move on. Yeah. Please. It's, it's, oh. it will, it's, it's the, uh, the other side of nostalgia. While it's, like, fun to think back, it creates a longing. <laughs> mm. And I do, yeah, it's, I guess something about me that's changed is I don't quite have the same, uh, well, me and the world, the martial arts uh, obsession isn't quite there anymore.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, same with me. Uh, it's because we we were all about that shit like up and up through like when do you think it stopped? Do you think it stopped for us around the same time?
0: Uh, probably. I mean, it's it's not gone. I don't think it's gone in either one of us, but like. No. We're, we're not hungering for it anymore. You know what I think it is? Is
1: uh, I feel like around the same time because we we kind of knew each other around sort of like the peak of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we were all about like watching old shit, but like I feel like by the time you were in Sacramento, we had kind of moved on to Japan. Mm-hmm. Like we were already like into anime but we were starting to like branch out into more like Japanese cinema
0: yeah
1: I, I think maybe the the Chinese cinema we were watching kind of at that point had we had kind of saturated ourselves in like Kung Fu it's like
0: okay like yeah,
1: seen about all most of what it has to offer
0: mhm well yeah and this was before like internet made getting just about anything an option Kind of like we touched and retouched everything within arm's length.
1: Yeah, I remember Ed had Kung Fu Hustle on like a CD. Yeah, like,
0: like a, yeah, like a VCD. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, this shit's just normal for Chinese people. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, this movie holds up for you.
0: It sounds like it didn't for you.
1: I don't um, care. Well, there's nothing for it to hold up to because I didn't really see it. Oh, okay. I thought it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: It's no, um, like it's funny because uh, I think the nostalgia trip for me was more the last time I watched it, which was a couple mm-hmm. years back. Um, I wasn't completely divorced from it, but I was, I guess, looking at this a lot differently and still really enjoyed it I guess such a I guess I enjoyed it from uh, I'm not sure if technicals a right term maybe a more from a creative standpoint which is why I was uh, what we were talking about before the episode started was I uh, was just kind of geeking out over how it was a uh, it was like one part 80s one part fantasy kung fu movie and one part black exploitation, and it all like comes together and this really like I'm just amazed at how well it blends yeah it is it has a lot of
1: like uh like I definitely would have like just forgiven a lot of the weird stuff when I was a kid mm-hmm. but now it's sort of like I appreciate all the there's a lot of weird ideas that I like really like like uh that well for some reason he the way he talks, he like he talks like he's in
0: an old Kung Fu movie. Yeah. Sor
1: of. but his whole family doesn't talk that way.
0: No. But so then for some reason <laughs> no. every
1: Asian person talks like they're in a black exploitation film.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about this even before I actually watched it, is that like there's an acknowledgement of a fondness for the other's culture, but the knowledge of said culture is like surface level.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. It's all, like, it, as soon as I started this, I was just, like, I, I want like, because I'm not one of those people that really, uh, i'm not a big i'm not out there like shaking my fist at people for cultural appropriation all the time but Mm -hmm. i feel like this is kind of skirting the line maybe a little (laughs) bit here uh Mm. but it's it's all like in a very fun and like genuine like loving manner
0: towards stuff it's paying tribute to yeah no one's like making fun of anything or just trying to profit over it this was like a clear, done out of uh, an honest love for these elements. I mean... Yeah. Like, you, we, so... we all... I mean, we all were the uh, rabid kung fu fans that populate this fans that populate this movie, but we all probably knew
2: some people like it as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... uh <laughs> Watching this again, I... Yeah, They really, really, really loved the kung fu stuff and the mm-hmm. karate or whatever. They, I mean, they just like <laughs> All of it. to the point to the point where it was just. So this is this is weird. I mean, I've already said it before, but this is this weird thing. Whenever I see something embarrassing in a movie, I start to feel embarrassed myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so it, there were so many
1: like somebody's gonna was so walk in and, and catch you.
2: <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> there were so many moments watching the main character. That just made me feel like I, I'd like turn away and just because he just I mean, oh, yeah. I know. He, I mean, the, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he had his uh, Bruce Lee's jumpsuit on when he was teaching them. <laughs> and I mean, when, and also to just everything he said was kind of like how Bruce Lee would talk. It just it, just, it was. <laughs> ooh, I don't know. There was there, there was, was a, a bit point much
0: where he kind
2: of like dipped into the
0: Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> like, when he's talking with uh, Vanity in the car and he's like the art of making love yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. he
1: just it. clearly has no life experience at all
0: no yeah and <laughs> no, that that, that factor that actually factored into the casting uh, one of two people in this movie that go by a single name uh, one Mr. Ty Mock I think he's he was 19 at the time that uh, they mm-hmm. filmed this. And didn't know how to act. He actually learned on the set. And <laughs> he was cast specific. He was a uh, cast. He was chosen, I should say, over one uh, Billy Blanks. Because of <laughs> how innocent and baby-faced a motherfucker he was.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Holy <clears throat>
1: shit. This would have been a totally different movie with Billy Blanks. Oh, yeah. Good God! I would watch that though. I would definitely watch
0: that. Oh, it'd be good too, just for a lot of different reasons.
2: <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, he um, he has a like, it he just has a clear innocence to him. He does, he does. But it just also like when he I don't know why I thought it was weird, but when he uh, the way he enters into his own house is through the window. <laughs> I found that to be a little a little strange.
3: Well, he was just, on
2: the roof. I, that's still really odd. I mean, considering it's his own. <laughs>
1: he used the fire so, escape to get up to the yeah. roof.
2: Yeah, they're he in New York. Home. So that's not I too odd. I, I yeah, it just there it is. This movie is special.
1: But that that you know, bringing up that point right after that was when I started to cringe when he bows to each member of his oh, family
2: and
1: dresses yes. them. By putting San after all of their names, yeah, yeah, well dressed, well dressed in a Chinese kung fu
2: outfit, and did the, <laughs> when 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 they're in the theater and he was eating popcorn with chopsticks, <laughs> I like, see, I like that. I, I was okay. But, with that. But, but, I guess I mean, it, it was keeps all the great, butter but, off your yeah. hands. <laughs> I, I mean, it was all great. I I loved it, but I was like, dude, you are just he's.
0: He's Come com- on now he's completely yep. eccentric and i i really i still appreciate that, but i really appreciated that as a kid yeah. uh, I was yeah, uh, always I, the guy getting made fun of for being weird so getting it was it's always a treat for me to see weird black people on screen because they were relatable to me then it is
2: hmm um, I, that, out there. I, I mean he was oh yeah he took every like it's almost it's like Bruce Lee was his god and he was just doing everything to please him and oh my god
0: yeah you know, everything this movie is
2: tight though <laughs> this, this,
1: this movie kind of it's bringing up like kind of how weird he is and how mm. it seems like some people are like okay with it like the, the girl's obviously intrigued. Mm -hmm. But there's also, like, it feels like the, I don't want to say that the world isn't, like, totally defined, um, because obviously there's, like, weird power energy that you can use, Mm -hmm. and uh, I guess my question is, is it normal for him to be walking, because he, I was kind of, like accepting the nature of the world with like okay he's you know he's pressing like that but then his master is sort of like he's trying to really bring him like you know you've been watching too many movies and you're mm-hmm.
0: really, Yeah. yeah a he's weird. always like he kind of dips into the uh, sort of kung fu master thing and then intentionally pulls himself out usually in response to something Leroy's doing
1: yeah well I, I feel like the whole movie does that it kind of like kind of dives into like this weird alternate reality
0: where there's <laughs> yeah. like like a like like the movie gangs. theater scene.
1: Well yeah, there's like Japanese gangs running around but with the the leader is a black dude in like a crazy like sorta of samurai ish outfit. And, yeah. And, and that's and that's like normal. That's a very eighties thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: But then it's I, I, I don't. And it's a very it's a weird universe that sort of feels like reality but then there's all these weird things that like like the chinese dudes speaking jive and shit mm-hmm. like like it felt like oh okay that's how chinese people talk in this world but then it's like i i, I don't know it was i appreciated it i i kind of wish it like kind of leaned a little bit more toward the weird, but I kind of appreciate that it wasn't completely over the top because I I feel like that let it be kind of sincere and naive and it's I guess it's the
0: uh, morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it. Good. Um, I feel like that's um, primarily the. Uh, just the balancing act, it works in order to be all of those elements to be part black exploitation, part kung Fu epic, part uh, just 80s time capsule. And like it really shows in certain scenes like um, <laughs> that movie theater straight up, just like turns into a kung fu movie. Mm -hmm. with people like flying in like literally flying into shots with outfits that like fit alongside Leroy and Shonuff and Shonuff's crazy ass gang Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. the the theater turns into a fighting game
1: yeah I think I was the thing that first threw me off was after uh, what's, what's the girl's name
0: vanity yep well, her name is uh, Laura, something or other.
1: Oh yeah, Maybe. Laura, some, Laura Charles.
0: Yeah, Laura Charles. She, but uh, she comes. She's she's a music act called name. Vanity.
1: Good. When she's like leaving and like signing autographs and shit to, on her way out to the limo, and like, dude just like walks up and kind of walks through the crowd. That was the first time I was like, wait a minute, this, this like all these people are dressed pretty like normal like one of these things is not like <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah oh, it's, uh, yeah I think I see what you mean now it's like it's not even that there's like weird pockets of like kung fu obsessed people who seem to live in another world as much as people don't bat an eyelash at them unless they're like right in their face and even then um, it shows in an interesting way the way people react to show enough in that, people clearly don't want to fuck with him. No one gets in his face, but when he's not looking, they all like sigh and groan. It's like, oh god, this dude is such a goddamn idiot. Ugh, oh, god, what's
1: he doing here? Well, I mean, that one guy did try to fight him in the theater.
0: Yeah, I mean, occasionally, but for the most part, it's like you're sort of scared of the guy, but you also think he's a complete idiot. <laughs>
1: yeah he was the I guess the sort of a plot and like the the structure of the script or the way it's edited is kind of strange to me too speaking of show enough because I feel like he kind of is set up as this big antagonist and then we kind of forget about him for like it felt like a really long time Mm Hmm. Uh, like he comes like, I feel like in a normal movie I guess it just doesn't follow like a it'd be interesting to look at it more closely again and see if it follows like a traditional three act structure
3: mm-hmm. or like
1: a kind of hero's journey type of thing because I feel like he he kind of shown up like he shows up at the pizza place and like he fucks their shit up mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I f- like I feel like well, the kid runs away and he's fine and I don't think we ever see his parents again.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's the last and, time we see him on screen.
1: Yeah, so so like he comes back or I guess he comes and, and sees like, Oh, he fucked up our shit. But then he kinda like we don't even see show enough like the tension's lost, you know what I mean? Like then we kinda <laughs> we kinda get Caught up in all this other weird stuff uh, like,
0: with the other villain.
1: Yeah, the mob and all this other shit. And then by the time like it's time for the end, like Shonenoff's like, "Remember me?" And I'm then, the he, final boss. <laughs> yeah, and then he they fight at the end. It's it's kind of like they
0: don't. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> more the balancing act of the three elements, in that. Um, I can kind of see what you mean at the same time I have a hard time I guess in order I guess in order to fit all the pieces together you need the uh, Eddie Arcadian character and I think he works well as a villain
1: sorta he's I,
0: just, he's funny to me because like like it's funny to think that he was made in the 80s because he feels very much like a demented game designer <laughs> Well, he like even the way uh, he puts everything together. Like he's legit setting this up like a video game.
1: Yeah, to me, I guess my problem is he wasn't he wasn't a strong enough presence. He wasn't really intimidating. He's kind of weird, and he wasn't like as intriguing to look at or like personality wise as Mm -hmm. Shonoff. So it was kind of weird to kind of have Shonoff like fall into the background and have this dude kind of and the, the plot is really weird like joe joe explain to me what eddie arcadians why was he mad at leroy
2: so he was mad at leroy because he kept interfering with his plans with capturing that vanity girl to get her to i guess put the other his girl i guess the other that i don't even know what her name what was Angela. the bad guy's that was a Angela, to reference. get Angela, yeah, so they could, like, get the music videos, uh, do the music video with her. That's why he kept getting pissed at Leroy, because he just kept getting in the way. I mean, every time she'd get kidnapped, he would just so happen to be in the area, and he'd save <laughs> her. So <laughs> Right. So that's, I, yeah.
1: So I wanted to make sure I understood this correctly.
2: Um, there's, a, there's a
0: specific scene <laughs> yeah. that you,
1: he. It. No, I, I remember he wanted uh, a. <laughs> He wanted his girlfriend's music video to go on the air, and that didn't happen. Mm -mm. Uh, And he
0: was mad
1: because people were getting in the way. (laughs) But then, like, three quarters of the way, she breaks up with him anyway.
0: It wasn't just that. Remember the piranha scene? He uh, dumps him in the piranha tank without knowing that there's piranhas in there. Yeah. Yeah and, and which, I can't quite remember if he had that bald spot at the beginning <laughs> I think the piranhas may have uh, created it
1: yeah, well his whole head was was cause I was con- he shows up like later with a full head of hair and I'm like wait a
0: minute and then <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure I that showed... was a toupee yeah.
1: yeah so then he was bald in the beginning wasn't he
0: I, I that's the thing I can't remember <laughs> Either way, it was a traumatic experience.
1: I, I suppose, but it's a little. That's the big. He's bad. also like,
0: crazy. That
1: seems like sub boss material to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's 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 if he he's a he's a villain in more of the Bond sense. He's not fighting anybody, but he's masterminding shit.
1: And then no offense.
0: goes bring... as far
1: as Bond sense. He's a little more mob bossy. Oh yeah. yeah. He felt you... like a you know what it is it felt like he was a flunky for a
0: villain that didn't exist
1: he didn't he
3: doesn't
0: quite feel like flunky he i'd say he feels like mid-series antagonist like you beat him and then you move on to a bigger threat but i feel like he doesn't he doesn't seem like the guy who's answering the people Um, Mm. I got more of a, I guess, a demented artist vibe from him, the way he was trying to put this together and how particular he was about it.
2: Yeah, Uh, I mean, when I was (laughs) when I was watching this, the feeling I got because the whole story just seemed kind of be all over the place. It really felt like that whoever was writing this, they just got really excited and just threw everything in there. Ooh, let's put this villain in there. Let's throw some karate in there. Because in the very beginning there's of the movie, to that. it in the very beginning of the movie, it opens up with like it, it kind of introduces you to Leroy and all that stuff. And uh, and then there's like his whole story, at least in the beginning, was like, you know, finding the true master and all that stuff. And he gave him the the, the charm and all. And then he just he's basically what I thought the movie was going to be about was him going through his whole big quest to discover to find the real master and be trained and get powers and blah, blah, blah. And then he would fight the big guy. You know, so that's what I thought the story was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of splintered off and it just, it just, it seemed to be jumping to all these different places and then kind of coming together at the end, which was, yeah. I, I felt like there's two stories there. It's well, it's, yeah, a- it's the
0: byproduct of those uh, three disparate elements. I think if it were purely, uh, like a Kung Fu, like, like a fantasy Kung Fu epic, then it would be just that. Though yeah. I think through that, you have to excise
2: uh, Eddie Arcadian and vanity. Yeah. So it's basically just like a typical eighties action movie where like there's the evil villain and then the girl gets captured and you know, that, that kind of one about that kind of particular storyline. And I just felt like, all right, it's the, it's that particular time. These movies are doing really well we got to throw that kind of element in there, too. That's the, <laughs> that's the feeling I kept getting. Because it didn't seem necessary. That part didn't seem necessary to me. It just seemed like they put that in there for some reason. What uh, I, the Just the whole big story with the, the evil... You know, him uh, capturing vanity and all that stuff. Mm, it, yeah. it seemed like it should have focused more on just Leroy finding who the real master is. And then fighting... You know, then leading up to the big battle at the end. I think if Wait you on. do that, the movie's only forty-five
0: minutes long.
1: Wait, which part?
0: <laughs> Basically, everything having to do with vanity, including oh, uh, with Eddie vanity? Arcadian. That didn't really yeah. seem
2: necessary to me.
1: Yeah, I kind of yeah. Like I said, he was he was a little too, like he didn't seem as over the top. To me, like yeah. it felt like he was like a mob boss. Villain. That guy was like...
0: all over the place. <laughs> he
1: was, <laughs> he really but felt. he was like compared to like show enough. It wasn't enough for me. He's just like a business <laughs> guy in a suit.
0: Did man. you did you need more? Did he need to be more eccentric? Uh,
1: yeah. That I kind of would have liked, that. or just something with a little flair. Like it was really. <laughs> The, the weird music video thing was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I liked that but, scene a lot.
1: <laughs> but, like, it, it's... I don't know, maybe I'm just tired of, like, mob boss goons. Because they're so, like, generic. They're kind of like
2: Nazis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of almost wanted that uh, for, like, Leroy's, the, champ, uh, the champion, the master he that he was looking for, instead of it being the fortune cookie machine for it, to be, <laughs> for it to be shown up for him. Like he was, you know, he beat the old master and now he has to fight him. And uh, yeah, the movie would have been shorter, but it, it just, that's what I well, kept thinking things were going to lead to.
1: I just thought like, like the whole Eddie Arcadia, like you could have combined mm. him with show enough. And that would have made uh, show enough. It would have made him like a different character. Like,
0: yeah, just, I, I'm
1: like, like not not combine the characters, but mm. like toss Eddie and move the whole plot structure of that, uh, yeah. and have shown up doing it. Like obviously not in the same setting because he's a different character, but like I think he could have performed all that would have made a, a probably a, probably would have made the finale a little more. I don't know. It just would have made things more cohesive for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, I see what you mean. Uh, I, I do disagree. However, I don't think I'd have liked and been anywhere near as interested in Shonuf if he was doing even just like equivocal things as uh, Eddie Arcadian to move the plot along. Mm. There's weird elements of, I don't know if I could say honor, but some kind of code if not due to any sort of positive thing on his front, then just due to sharing a similar eccentricity.
1: Like, As start a were... fight with me? Le- well, or I mean, he, me he, like, he won't... I'm
0: not, you know,
1: he won't start a fight with him.
0: Yeah, he won't just straight up, like... He won't just haul off and sucker punch him. He, he wants it to be a legit fight. Um, you know, he'll cause destruction he'll disrupt things to a point but it's never like if he says he's gonna do something or not do something he'll do it and i think the big part that stuck with me even as a little kid and really just liked seeing is when uh eddie shows up to employ him and he's like keep your money i don't need it (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man I mean, and I feel I, like if, so, if you make Shonuff do, do know, a lot of the stuff that Eddie does, then it kind of like takes away from that element.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, obviously, not exactly. Like, if you wanted to keep more of that kind of thing intact, you could sort of re, rewrite your way around it. But that's like a totally different discussion. But I don't know. Eddie was just—it's like if the bad guy is like George Costanza or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, yeah. We've, we've. Uh, Joe, you got any, anything more to say about Eddie before we uh, move on to other characters? I guess.
2: uh no, no, I, I like what he said. I didn't even think about it. That's that's perfect. It is funny, all erotic, and crazy.
1: You know what character I was interested in, who only appeared in like one scene, and I don't I don't know the character's name. Like fucking William H. Macy is in this movie yeah
0: that that caught <laughs> me off guard <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: like what are you doing there okay like that's cool I'm that's, glad he's in interesting this. yeah but uh <laughs> oh, I wonder how that happened
0: uh well yeah. yeah this is like the like when cause the only stuff I can think of in regards to uh, William H. Macy is like newer stuff uh when did he really take off
1: uh, the nineties uh, with like Fargo and Boogie Nights and mm-hmm. some other movies, but I think Fargo was a was a big thing for him. Uh, Mystery Man in the nineties, yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, he was a, he was big in the nineties. Like it, I
3: mean, it, it's,
0: it's pro- this is probably where it started. Just like weird roles like this, where he he became that guy you'd seen but couldn't really place. <laughs> Didn't expect that one Not yeah. at all Oh yeah it's like when you go back and watch an old movie And, and you just see Liam Neeson just hanging out in the cut
2: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah Seeing them younger yeah. And like bit parts Is always strange Yep.
1: It's such a It's a weird Time for something like this to exist Like I feel like this sort of thing is
2: Well folks were still big something on martial with... arts At the time yeah, yeah. I mean, it came out in 1985, so it's mm. right around that time still. Yeah, the fever was still going.
1: So I, yeah, it just kind of. I think at this point it was sort of we had gotten all that shit in the seventies, and Bruce was gone, and now we were kind of seeing like action hero stuff, but also mm-hmm. like like. You like probably like Bloodsport. Like, yeah, I was, was about that? to
0: mention that, like Bloodsport, like Van Damme movies mm-hmm. in general. Um, this mm-hmm. was at that time where a martial artist could still, were st- martial artists still were selling films by themselves.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the eighties are an interesting time, in that I feel like in the seventies you saw more Asian protagonists, and then they kind of became white in the eighties, and then they sort of became Asian again in the nineties.
0: Yeah, well, Somewhat. there was there was a point between like in the seventies and eighties where they were also black. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some element of uh, reminiscence going on in this movie. Yeah. I mean, considering I mean, how how fondly it like looks back at stuff and redepicts things, I mean
1: i mean it literally is an element in this movie like we're yeah. watching a lot of bruce lee footage in this movie
0: yeah like, a lot god yeah. if only i could find a theater like the one they were watching enter the dragon in
1: oh man they're playing it
0: uh... i would just go there get drunk and then like take in or even participate in one of the crazy kung fu fights that pop off in there
1: yeah, they were playing. They were playing Enter the Dragon at a theater sometime last year. I really wanted to go see it, but I missed it.
2: Oh, I love that! You really like
0: Bruce Lee. Yeah, I think uh, the two locations I wanted to be in watching this was um, that movie theater and maybe Vanity's nightclub, just because it looked
2: cool as shit. <laughs> I was just waiting for some breakdance fighting. I just, like, <laughs> just this. I mean, I don't think I saw any parachute pants, but there was certainly a lot of bright colors there. Mm-hmm. God, I love the '80s, man! Crazy, <laughs> all the clothes there. And like one thing that one image is still sticking in my head is in um, in the, the first theater scene at the when the guy uh i think there's the two guys at the ver- on the very top who are challenging him and he rips off his shirt and he's got like this bright pink tank top the on man,
3: he's all fat <laughs> yeah
2: remember that oh, scene? God. thank you for bringing that up Joe i would have forgot
3: yeah it's yeah, just that was straight great bra. i mean
2: <laughs> i mean it's it was pink. like <laughs> i mean it was only for like a minute i mean like couples like a, like i don't know like 5 seconds but I was just like, "Yes, this is happening." <laughs> oh man, that was great. It was a bra. Oh. was not honest to goodness? Broad. Well, I, th- yeah, I think you're right. I think it p- pretty much was. I mean, it was so tight. on I him must
1: and, have missed
2: uh, it. Oh god, it was. It, that was it only so happened. Good. It wasn't it was a quick scene.
1: It was so was it in the theater?
0: Yeah, it was in the theater. Yeah. It's um, Shounuff's talking all that uh, shit, and then uh, two guys on the upper level call down at him and uh, one of them takes off his shirt mm-hmm. and he's got like, I guess it's like a pink halter top. Like it cuts off at the stomach.
2: Bra, I don't know what it was.
0: But, but it. considering how like fat this guy is, it it looks like a bra. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is a bra. It's a man bra. <laughs> <laughs> Little nippy And, and yeah, there's like weird bits of like, Crazy ass costuming throughout, like uh, like white Mister T uh, during the free for all. <laughs> oh what? man!
1: I sort of remember that. I like I remember that guy,
0: but yeah, he was like Mister T I and Santa sh- Claus did the fusion dance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mister T like, and who?
0: Santa Claus.
1: Oh Santa!
0: Because like all his hair was dyed white. <laughs>
1: And oh, then there's man. like
0: prototype Scorpion and Sub Zero. Like two mm-hmm. guys in ninja uh,
1: masks. Can we make the thumbnail? The the guy with the pink.
0: <laughs> I just looked at it. That's pretty cool. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, remind me um, around the week. Uh, it's going to go up because I
2: might forget. <laughs> but yeah, yeah if you I can, can make that. that. Oh, God. So perfect. <laughs> uh, and another right scene now. yeah <laughs> another scene that I, I just that's still sticking in my head is when the, the three Asian guys were singing on the street and one of them was wearing the fingerless gloves with like the net like uh like, like the black netting shirt or something I, I don't remember exactly what it was but mm-hmm. just that whole scene with them dancing and singing and it, it just, the way they looked uh it was great I loved all of it, man. Mm-hmm. Clothing in the fantastic 80- <laughs> Uh
0: yeah, it was funny w- with those guys. Um Nope, there goes my brain again.
1: <laughs> it's a uh, it's just one of those tank tops with the mid rift cutout. What <laughs> uh, was uh do you guys think about what's her name's outfits? The singer.
2: Oh, uh... That's some crazy hair.
1: That was... <laughs> they should, they should have talked about her tits a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's so much there, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think The white he, one, Joe. Yeah, I think he even, uh... Like, when she's got those weird, like, cups for that second video, he, like, flicks it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... It's weird. I thought that this lady uh, was um silly, silly. what was I going to say? I thought that she'd been and other stuff that I'd recognized. So um I IMDb'd her and couldn't really find anything and I realized it's because uh she's doing like an almost spot-on impression of Cindy Lauper.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that it's cuz you thought she was Cindy Lopper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was really bizarre how that worked. But uh okay, seriously, there's something wrong with me right now. It's the third brain fart in like the past five minutes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. I know I saw Shonuff and some other stuff later on, and um,
1: it seems very familiar to me.
0: Yeah it's like it's him sans the hair okay but uh speaking of like i guess like how did they get here characters there's a big one especially for me and you mike like quite literally baby ernie reyes jr was that actually him that was him
1: Holy shit, I looked at that kid and I said, Hey, it looks like a little fucking Ernie Reyes Jr. (laughs) Yeah, wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that was him in his... uh shit. That was him in baby mode. He was was tearing ass even back then. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: (laughs) That's another one of those guys that should be a fucking, like... He should be a bigger deal than he is right now.
0: Yeah. I, f- I feel like if we were still in the age of martial artists being able to sell movies on their own, then he would be.
2: Mm. Huh.
0: Which is I unfortunate. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I really... I not only miss that, I miss it because when... um I kind of miss that... um I guess it's the issue that we're due to like the internet and the fact that we're always plugged in. Things uh, come and go a lot faster, mm-hmm. but because we're plugged in like that, and because things are easy to create, they're a lot more concentrated. It's good and bad in the sense that um, stuff doesn't stay around to the point of like going stale or having like severe backlash. But it also means that. We're less likely to get stuff like this now, like stuff that kind of Mm -hmm. like takes apart, reconstructs, and takes apart and then reconstructs with other pieces. Things like think about how many movies came and were created in order to get to this point, in order to get to Last Dragon.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we get stuff like that's not exactly like this because it's sort of something about it is very unique. Yeah. It
0: it, it is, like... I mean, it's all the...
1: It's three very, like, specific kind of interests or cultures or what have you coming together. We do see things kind of like it, like Joe mentioned Kung Fury, I think, before we started, which is, like, way too much. Uh, But, like, Black Dynamite, kind of similar to this. Mm -hmm. Again, it's more of a parody. Yeah. But, uh... I think we do get a lot of weird, strange shit cause, but it is sort of I feel like people have there's not many people that are like we're into exploitation and kung fu or maybe like Tarantino he kind of yeah. is maybe like a more refined version of this sort of thing
0: yeah, but I mean, part of that is um, we're talking about things that are like this but these are all Instances of people looking back and trying to recreate, and while there is an element of that here, there is still very a very uh, modern for the time element. This thing stands out as being super eighties, but it's because it was in the eighties. Yeah, That's what also gives it the yeah. time capsule element. Reason why I'm saying like you're not going to see something like this now is because anything focusing on now is usually about like I guess it's usually about like the issues of now people are trying to say something about today
3: hmm.
0: well, uh, whereas, I... like, this is this is definitely um, I don't know if it's really trying to say anything as much as trying to show you something but it's showing you something from back then right now it's kind of hard to describe but yeah like I can't really kinda... think of anyone who would do that
1: um, I sort of understand What you're saying Um Yeah I, It's also hard to say Like what they were trying to say With this movie Like if anything about the times uh, Because we, we were just being born
0: And shit <laughs> but I think This is a year I think Joe was born the, the year this came out
1: Yeah but uh, it seems like I kind of got that vibe a little bit like at the end where it's like like it's a like all these kind of black folks and Asian folks getting together and like being like real happy yeah it it felt kind of like huh like I wonder if there was any sort of tension or like celebration of like like what was the relationship between those two cultures in the 80s I, I guess eh, there's always some kind of overlap because if you're in the hood, uh, you know, and you can't afford to really eat a lot, like if you're gonna eat out, like what's cheap? Like Chinese food's cheap.
0: Specifically, the lunch mm-hmm. special. You go in at lunch and you buy a shit ton.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess, and I still see it to this day. Like uh, the the church in the street gives. Um, where I guess I used to live now, uh, because of uh, free food. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot. You know, it's a pretty black neighborhood, but there's a giant line of uh, of little Asian ladies with their little baskets showing up mm-hmm. uh, twice to get their free food. So, um, yeah, it's. It, I feel like this is a sort of cultural relationship that's not really discussed that much. Yeah. Um, I also don't think people
0: talk about the,
1: the fact that there's like high achieving Asians and there's like poor Asians a lot
0: mhm
1: they kind of get thrown in with the, the rest of us in the hood but, uh, yeah so, so I, I, I don't know I kind of got that a little bit like it's very like hey like our two cultures are in harmony so that mm-hmm. was kind of a, that seemed to be kind of an underlying message of this film. Uh, but I, I don't know whether that was like just by accident because it was like a, a like it drew so much, so much from the culture that it's like, how can you not? Mm-hmm. Or if they were trying to say something, it's, it's hard to know without like the cultural context.
0: Yeah, we are missing a bit of that for sure. Though, um, I feel like I still see ele- really all of these elements today I think it's just a lot um, it's not as widespread though um, you also what you'll find nowadays now is um which we could maybe blame the internet for is it being in more people on like a smaller level in more like a peripheral sense like um You're probably not going to find anywhere near as many Bruce Leroy's walking around, but you'll probably find a lot more people (laughs) who've seen Um, insert Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan movie here. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, consider a certain handful of kung fu movies as required watching for any human walking the planet.
1: Yeah, it is. That's, That's why it's interesting to sort of see this... And kind of think about like when Joe was talking about how he's teaching his class and it's kind of over the top but he's in his yellow jumpsuit Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, like I wonder at the time of like the 80s how many people were really like saw that reference and got it because now like our generation has had that yellow jumpsuit hammered into us by like you know Stephen Chow movies Mm -hmm. every single video game that has a Bruce Lee clone
0: uh like, tarantino films
1: <laughs> right tarantino but like in the 80s uh, like i'm wondering because i know bruce Lee, bruce was huge
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but that yellow jumpsuit was in a movie that didn't really get released until i mean it sort of did
0: it did wow. a little it did a little later but it was a it's almost a I won't even say almost. I think it is a flat-out different movie. It's a different movie with the same footage. It is because um, the original Game of Death was like a really high-concept piece.
1: Yeah. Um, so so those like, and I, I don't know if that movie had the big. It's not. I don't know if it came out and was like a big splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yeah. It's just these little things that are. Like us looking back even just like a year before we were born like we have no idea Mm
3: kind of what
0: the yeah it's interesting because you can watch this and just see all the influences whether it was uh, people being influenced by this movie directly or just influenced by the elements that were visible across the 80s in general like, I can't look at that uh, nightclub that Vanity's in and not think about Nintendo. Like, n- Nintendo games, the actual look of the console. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, something about neon and just the that sort of color scheme you'd associate with the 80s make me think, makes me think of the Nintendo and like, 8-bit graphics. Mm-hmm. The uh, music as well. And a lot of that was because uh, they were trying to use chip tune stuff to replicate the kind of music that was being played at the time. Um, God fucking damn it. I swear to God, I'm going to put a bullet in my head. Um, I like. I guess it's my feeling with this, I mean, um, nostalgia side. my feeling to this is similar to when I saw Hackers and it was like, I want to live in this world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: specifically like the part of it that is a like living kung fu movie like maybe i just wish i'd grown up in it
1: mm-hmm. yeah i always i always tend to backpedal when i have that thought because i'm like wait a minute is this
0: world like super fucked up and dangerous well there's I not a like this there's not a whole lot nice. of guns is the thing but well, you can catch. I guess you can catch him with your teeth if you're good enough. Well, you, well, that's that's after you've become a master. That's after you have the full body glow, and that's uh, different from the imperfect glow that Shonuff had.
2: <laughs> uh, actually, about that, with him becoming the master, I guess when I saw that scene, and I was just so pumped because I was thinking back to when I was a kid, and that's the scene I always remember. But when I find when I saw it again, watching this movie again. Uh, and he was getting his head dunked down there and he's you know he's getting flashbacks to everything that happened in the movie previously and then somehow which i'm still trying to figure out somehow those scenes those very boring normal scenes triggers it that he becomes the master and he starts glowing he was
0: always mean, the master a- joe he just I needed the epiphany be-
2: Okay, but the boy didn't even train that much. I mean, it just, I I don't... You don't know how long he trained. (laughs) You saw a montage at the beginning of the movie. You think he took like a five-hour seminar? Okay,
0: well... You think his master's a con man, Joe?
2: Considering the fight scene that they did have, and they were showing him fighting, that did not look like he had been training for like months or years or whatever. It looked like he was just, you know, he had just... <laughs> joined a class. Joe. Uh, uh, about like a month ago or something. I mean, Joe, is, Joe I think, yeah, I think modern martial
0: arts and firefu has okay. kind of like screwed your perception because he wasn't doing a whole
2: lot of flips and shit. He wasn't no, 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 no. That's ass. that's not it at all. It's just, it really did not seem.
1: Maybe the. I can see where you're coming from because really. All they do at the beginning is be the, 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 his master is like your training is complete, like you right. don't need me right. anymore, and you're on your way. You can do whatever you want. But then he's like insistent upon like I gotta find a master. And then he's like, ah, uh, he's on the wild wild goose chase. So uh, I thought it was, it wasn't like the most amazingly executed like turn. <laughs> like I, I, like I I saw it coming. <laughs> like, yeah. like pretty early on when he's like it's the one place you haven't looked you know of course it's within yeah
0: and yeah, so, I,
1: I, yeah I think that's,
0: that's full uh, on trope level to the point that like they don't even try to hide that there's actually no
2: master that he's looking for he's looking just, for him. some dumb guy yeah <laughs> I but I but I guess maybe maybe Mike's right maybe it's just the execution of it didn't make it very believable <laughs> it just did not Watching that did not just give off the impression that he had it within him enough to be to suddenly become a master and just yeah. have the crazy glowing powers. <laughs> I mean, Lionel, you're probably right. Maybe because at the very beginning he says, "You know, your training is complete." You could have been training for years or whatever, but it's just the way they <laughs> they set it all up just did not give off that impression, at least to me at all. So the thing with uh, this character, I feel like there's
0: two big routes you see go with this person who has to discover it was in them all along. Uh, Mm. They're either too humble and need to find confidence or too confident and need to find humility. And
2: uh, he was the guy who needed to find confidence. No, I get that. I get all of that. I, I just feel like it didn't... I didn't see enough of what he could do for it to make sense to me that he had it in mm. him to become the master. I mean, I get why it happened. It's just it didn't seem believable to me. I, I, I don't know. It just There wasn't enough going on there. For Joe me to wanted... This kid was able to <laughs> he wanted to him wanted, to catch the bullet before he got the glow.
1: Joe wanted to see harder ass-whippings. <laughs>
0: There you go. He, did I you need Mortal Kombat levels of
2: violence, Joe? Is that that what's going on? Did he have to punch a hole through a guy? Well, it, just give me something more. I mean, he barely fought anyone, and when he did, when he was fighting people, he wasn't fighting very well. <laughs> and what the, and was then when he finally, no, he was. Yeah, not. He, oh, Jesus I that thought it was. Uh, I
1: thought it was like I think the first time we kind
2: of see him.
1: Wait, what is the
2: first fight we see him in? He is it punches in the face and starts bleeding or something? I can't see, remember. No, what that uh, is.
0: Joe. All you're thinking about is when Shonuf, uh was trying to force him to fight and he
2: wouldn't do it. Joe, did you think he wasn't fighting Shonuff because he was afraid? No, no, I know why he wasn't fighting him. I, I, get, I get it. I get everything why he was doing it. I get why he became the master. I get all of it. I think I mean, the... it's just the thing that bothers me is that there just wasn't enough there mm-hmm. for it's... me to get excited. For Him to become the master, they just didn't the, show enough. The
1: problem that Joe's having is that, like, he didn't look like a master all along.
2: There you
1: go, enough for him to be, like, at the end, like, I am the master.
2: Yeah, uh, I that's I, I just have
0: to disagree with you guys then and, <laughs> and let it go. Well
1: I, don't, <laughs> I, well, I don't even necessarily really agree with that, like, I think. It's just kind of like the times and like the actor they got. It's like he, it wasn't, he wasn't Bruce Lee levels of like an ass kicker, no. mm-hmm. but he, I mean, he seems somewhat competent. I kind of, I think, uh, something about that fight when they're outside the, uh, the limo. I was kind of like, I was just like, oh, this is this is how. Things go down in this world. I just remember watching it and being like, "This is uh, this is interesting." <laughs> mm-hmm. I was. I, I remember I wasn't quite like something was missing for me during that scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really know what it was. It just I think it was la- lacking punch, so mm-hmm. to speak, which I think is sort of the the problem. I think. And I kind of got distracted when he went to rescue her and he was wearing the the ninja outfit and shit. Mm -hmm. So I kind of caught the tail end of that. Um, But, yeah, I... He seemed... You know, it's also his demeanor, kind of. He's very young and naive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That like, doesn't know anything.
0: Yeah, there's almost a timidness to him at times. Yeah. Yeah. There is Uh, to the degree that I guess it can maybe uh, conflict with the idea that this guy is adept at whooping people's asses because he doesn't seem to have an ounce of malice in him.
1: Yeah. Also, but that's
0: also kind of the ideal
1: when when shown right? But I think the the ideal is like, which would be like Bruce Lee, like Bruce Lee could stand quietly. And you would be like, yeah, but well, and say and say I'm like I'm not gonna fight you, and obviously a villain would be like, come on, fight me. But he would him as an actor, I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
1: he could he could kind of project this like like he believes that he's bigger, mm-hmm. and he's sure of himself that he's bigger than any conflict that's going on. Um, but also, I think it. It's also, like, not like it was the actor's fault, because I think that is sort of what the character was, where it's, like, he's trying to be bigger than, like, the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But it, it kind of comes, like, he's... He's, like, struggling with it. Yeah. Uh, he's... It's, it's weird, because he's sort of on the cusp of... Like, script-wise, he's... All he has to do to become a master is believe in himself. But...
0: uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh Uh-oh. The brain fart is contagious.
1: (laughs) But he... Let's see. Script-wise,
0: he... What did I say? Script-wise, all he needs to do is believe himself to become the master. But...
1: But... Oh, right. Uh, sort of the way it kind of ends up in execution of the film is that it looks like he still has a journey to go on to become a master.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's yeah, a little bit and more... And that's than what he believes mind. up until it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, see, well, that, or right there, the journey seems like it was cut real short. And, and at least for me, when I, when I saw that, um, you know, <laughs> when he had the, the glowy red Fire, tiger claws—I don't even know. The glow, oh, Joe. It's the glow. The glow. I guess you know the the evil when he had the evil red glow. Uh, I wanted to know where he got that power from. Like it feels like there was an, a mo- another movie that, yeah, <laughs> that needed that was going on there. I think, and then that him, him suddenly getting those powers before Leroy learned that he was truly the master and all that stuff to fight him. It felt yeah. like there was a big gap there like well, how did he get these powers what well, you know I, I wanted to know more about that and it feels like if they would have went down that path then seeing that journey would uh would have made it so that it, when Leroy finally became the master is a bit more believable because he finally he understands the power he understands what's inside of him he's been through all these trials but this it just seems like it's kind of out of nowhere mm-hmm. it's just he's the you master it, now
1: you know what it feels like it feels kind of like Like in an in another in a different film, it would be like he's training and like dealing with all of this. Like this plot would be going on to the background of him training, and then like in the third act, the master would be like, "I have nothing more to teach you. Uh, What you need to learn is all on your own." And we we would get like. 10 or maybe 20 minutes of him being like, I don't know what he means, I don't know what he means, and then it would click for him. But it feels like kind of like that last little arc was kind of stretched into a full movie, which is an interesting
0: (laughs) choice. I think I I can see the uh, alternate version of this movie you're trying to create, because what is it? Is it the uh, end of the second act or the beginning of the third? The hero has to be at their lowest point and then like climb out so you can have that be the point when the master says i have nothing left to teach you and he's like but but the show enough guy he's going to kill me yeah. <laughs> um i can kind of see that i can i can i i can see what you're saying there and i guess technically speaking i can see where joe comes from but i don't i don't feel that way in the slightest
2: mm. um i mean i by no means dislike this movie. I, you know, I liked it. It was, it was very it was very 80s. And I loved it even more for that. But it's just, uh, yeah, I guess just the story for me, yeah, it just felt like a lot of missing pieces there. Um, even though this way they did it worked, kind of, I, I still feel like there's just all these, like, these huge chunks missing, <laughs> like all yeah. over the place. It's <laughs>
1: fun, but the, it's super fun. But yeah. I think just a, I think it's kind of a, It's a testament To kind of The writer, whoever that was Probably Like they they knew all the things That they liked and they knew mm-hmm. things That were supposed to be in it uh, And they wrote it But, but they kind of probably Didn't have like the experience Of like Or maybe they didn't care About <laughs> like a you know a normal three act s- structure, mm-hmm. how things kind of rise and fall, because it, like I, I feel like a normal film kind of like rises and falls, uh, or you know we'll start somewhere in the middle of that rise and fall or near the end and kind of tell a different story, but I feel like this one just kind of like it's like a seismograph; it just goes up and down throughout the whole movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. i <laughs>
0: yeah, I. I guess I just... Maybe that's maybe one of the elements I really like about this movie. And I don't know if it was a full-on structure-be-damned-quite thing, but I think it uh, shows in the fact that... The movie was a financial success. It's got charmed. It's uh, quite beloved, if I'm in in any indication. But it was critically panned. Uh...
1: I can imagine.
0: I can, yeah, I can see why. And, yeah, the critical panning don't mean dick to me personally, just because this is an enjoyable experience. It's a fun movie, as far as I'm concerned, that makes it a good one.
2: But, I don't know, I guess to each his own at the end of the day. <laughs> I feel like even back then, there was a bit too much Bruce Lee in that movie.
0: <laughs> there there's <laughs> is, is no, no like, such thing...
2: <laughs> As too much Bruce Lee,
0: there is, however, uh, such a thing as too much debarge, which is (laughs) what we got in this film.
2: Yeah, because it was.
0: I did not need to see that that whole goddamn video. (laughs) Yeah. This
1: movie won a Golden Globe. Damn straight! (laughs) (laughs) For best original song.
0: Really? Which song? Yes.
1: Rhythm of the Night.
0: What the fuck! Oh god damn it! That's, that's that's the barge. That's the goddamn song I was saying I needed turned off in this movie. <laughs> Which
1: song was that? I...
0: So early you... <laughs> on when they're like when they're um what is it when they're basically introducing you to Vanity, she uh play has a music video play and it's this like this Prince looking dude but somehow more girly, and
2: they like show the whole video. I know I he's talking about now. I remember yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Why didn't you like that song? It's, it's just <laughs> repetitive and kind of like... After the first 30 seconds, you kind of got all you need from the song, and it can go... And I guess the song by itself isn't that bad. I don't think it's that great. But it was interrupting the damn movie. Uh,
1: <laughs> this is actually something that uh, kind of... Like... Um, like when i'm not expecting a long stretch of like musical anything in a film like my brain will just turn off so there was a couple times where there is music in the beginning my brain just turned off like i can't because then I, i don't know it's it's almost like for my brain it's like switching from like reading a book to like playing a video game or something it's like oh now i gotta like listen to this beat and try and follow the lyrics at the same time and like try and see if it's random or if it's like talking about the movie Uh, it's like too much for my brain to like (laughs) immediately switch gears so i just tune out and like wait for it to end is what i do
2: um Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i didn't even notice it i mean it was playing but then it just is kind of the back of my mind and i was just trying to follow what was going on in the movie yeah. but apparently it was enough to get a golden globe award <laughs>
1: yeah. so it, it, well it was also nominated for two razzies for worst oh. original
0: songs. Uh, uh, were one or of the, those rhythm of the night
1: uh no it was the last dragon and seventh heaven oh jesus
0: christ uh. these people have no soul <laughs>
3: God! What the fuck! Uh,
0: uh, don't 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 ever let me meet those people in person. I will I will straight up <laughs> dunk their head in the toilet.
1: Uh, speaking of that, uh, we were talking about it earlier, but like, what's his face? Uh, like the when he was drowning him in the last scene, like that oh, yeah. was mm-hmm. it was kind of horrifying. But it, I think it would be pretty like. Disconcerting to watch mm-hmm. if, the, if, if the real happy music wasn't behind it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if it weren't the music building up to the revelation.
1: Yeah, it, it, it would be
0: like... like, yeah, if you put different music over it, that scene becomes horrifying.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: also, one, one thing I, I did manage to look up is that uh, uh, Show Nuff. ...is Angela's dad from Boy Meets World.
0: Okay, that's definitely one of the things. It's mm-hmm. definitely one of the things <laughs> I remember seeing him in.
1: He was the military guy.
0: Because when I thought about him being in other stuff, I pictured him without, like... ...without that uh, heavy stash and the crazy, like, samurai pro top mm-hmm. ...whatever-the-hell thing he had going.
1: He's definitely a little heavier. Yeah. But damn, I'm looking at this. He uh, apparently died in 2008. No, oh, that's, that's that
0: sounds, too young. Yeah, only fifty-six. Yeah, that's way but, too uh, young.
1: I really felt for Sean back in those days. It's like, uh, oof, gotta See, meet your, your girlfriend's black military dad.
2: <laughs> mm. Oh man, that new girl meets world. I attempted to watch one episode. Disgusted really? me. Really? You didn't no. like it? Not a fan. No, not really. I like I mean, it. I like a Topanga lot. and Corey. I like. I like that Topanga and Corey were in it. But besides that, I was. You know, I don't really care.
0: Try skipping ahead and watching another episode.
2: Well, it's still going on. I mean, like I'm season three or yeah, four. Yeah, I, 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 I think
0: I've seen all the first season. I got to catch up.
2: But I like. Yeah. It huh.
0: But uh, yeah, I guess uh, we better move on to recommendations.
2: Mm. Joe's um, gotta go yeah I do have to go really cool. where, where are you like going five minutes, five minutes. where are you going? I need to go pick up someone I dropped someone off a friend off, off at the casino and I told them I'd pick them up <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs>
0: uh, yeah we okay, can. J- Joe we can uh, finish up if you wanna take off I, I think we're about ready to let's just finish up now what um, uh, okay. Um, okay, then my only recommendation
2: is um, Man of Tai Chi.
1: Really? That's mm. interesting. Joe, you might have to go. We might be here a while. <laughs>
2: okay. Let me just say mine real quick. Um, Kung Fury, definitely that one. That's my recommendation. That go mm-hmm. see that because it's like all 80s and yeah, it's awesome. It sucks, it's... it's only 30 minutes. I have to... Wait, what? Sucks, what if it's you guys longer than it, Five. Probably... Oh damn! See, now I wish I could stay. Okay, all right. Well, that that was I a joke it.
1: that didn't need to be longer than its original trailer. It was all
0: oh, oh, oh. Lionel. I thought what it was. It? Um, I enjoyed it. I feel like um, they could have excised some elements and maybe like stretched out some other ones. Um, like the weird time travel bits and it's like I'm caveman Thor and a lot of that yeah, seemed worked. a bit odd whereas like I mean the actual assault on Hitler's castle, I felt like <laughs> should have been its own movie rather than like a five minute fight scene. and yeah
1: see, you know, I thought it sh- when I heard that it was gonna be longer than what they were intending, at the mm. beginning, I was like, oh, it's going to be a full movie. But then it was like a 30-minute kind of weird mess. But the main thing, uh, my problem with that was that it just didn't make me laugh after like the first 10 minutes. And then mm. everything, kind of, everything just kind of fell flat for me. It was cool to look at, but it was like yeah, super flat. It
0: was
2: flat. It. It a definite treat for the eyes. I got to give him that right there. Mm-hmm. Definitely something from Kickstarter. All right. Cool, I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. All
1: right, later. So, Man of Tai Chi.
0: Well, let me,
2: um, since we're
0: not having to compress it, uh, I won't go into detail on these. I, I do want to mention just... Uh, hold on. So, um, I think the name of the guy... There's two guys I want to recommend, and these were just like... Uh, I guess as close as you get to uh, Black Kung Fu man. Though mm-hmm. I think their background was really karate. Uh, one you probably know of, uh, Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I believe the other is... Hold on, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. But he Billy Blanks? Well, I guess, you know what? Billy Blanks, too. Um, did he do any movies? Billy Blanks? Yeah. yeah. He did a ton of movies. Really? Um, I'll, I'll send you a list. Hmm. Uh, he did like like i can't remember what the name of it was there was one i saw where it, it was kind of like the karate kid where billy blanks is the miyagi hmm. um uh he was in i think one of the kickboxer movies as a villain um uh, no it wasn't kickboxer it was a it was a some movie with don the dragon wilson in it um Okay, here's the other guy I'm thinking of. Ron, Ron Van Cleef. He is actually... Um, Ty Mock, the guy who plays uh, Leroy. He's actually his instructor. And I think he may have been... I think he's a contemporary of Jim Kelly. So I kinda, I'd recommend the movies they were both in. Just their catalog in general, alongside Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. If you like that sort of like... Uh, Black World meets the Kung Fu movie type deal Um, what's his name Ron 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 Van Cleef yeah Ron Van Cleef trying to think of something that's just the most 80s movie ever but uh, I'll save that for another time I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to get at uh, Man of Tai Chi (laughs) Uh,
1: well no what were you saying
0: Something that's the most 80s movies ever? Well, oh, I was trying to find a recommendation that veered more towards the super 80s side of this.
1: Oh, uh, Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i always maintained that Top Gun is the quintessentially... like It's quintessentially the most 80s film ever. Um, it just it is. It's, it's not so much in, like... Like, it's the script and the way it's shot and, like, the music. It's just, like, everything that Hollywood could have, like, dreamed of. Like, star power, like, hit song, like, good script. Like, kind of even influences people's lives a little bit and, like, makes a shit ton of money. Like, all that just came together and, like, you got Top Gun. And it's, like... You know, it's got the super gay volleyball scene. <laughs> but, uh, it's just got kind of all these different things. It's not super like when people make fun of the 80s, like, like, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, like, Kung Fury. It's, it's not like that. And it doesn't look like this, but it's like it just, it's dripping with the fucking 80s
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, i was looking mainly just something that's having fun with it more than kind of like uh, making fun of it but um uh the reason why i mentioned man of tai chi a lot of it has to do with the two primary characters the fact that they're they have a very sort of like calm peaceful nature and are kind of, not completely, but partially defined by their innocence, and the fact that all of this kind of, not quite runs counter to, but seems like it should be in opposition to their fighting ability. It feels like very similar characters, just kind of like, uh, encountering very different, um, I don't know, different quests, different, uh, Almost feels like the same character just put into like two completely different situations.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of picked up that when you when you said it, it just kind of came out of left field. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the two main characters are very much—they're kind of humbled. I think Tiger Chen's uh, a, a little more dynamic, and that mm-hmm. kind of is. He's kind of tempted by the dark side, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Even though his, his intentions are well, but they are very much. And something I appreciate about that, I should say another link is they were kind of. That was like his first big role, too. hmm. Uh, I really like that. You know, you're talking about how you like seeing a like, weird black protagonist. But Tiger's like not like a handsome dude (laughs) you know he's not he's he's not tall Uh, he's just kind of all heart Mm -hmm. which I appreciated Um, which and it it, it's I don't know I really like that movie
0: yeah me too
1: yeah and Keanu's
0: great in it Mm mm-hmm I'm still
1: I still consider uh, him like he's playing the
0: devil to me Oh yeah, no, no, he's um, a—he's <laughs> scary in that movie.
1: Yeah, he's great. Uh,
0: like I think this is—that's. Um, I don't know if it's—I don't know if this is going to seem like not much coming from me, but that movie actually made us made me say aloud, "This shit is fucking evil." <laughs> like in just real and like raw ass shock.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just. Yeah, like Keanu is like he's he's dirty, he's mm. dirty, <laughs> he's fucking like fucking seeping evil. Dirty. It's just like yeah. coming out of his eyes, and he's just so angry and like hateful. Yeah. It's uh, so he's such an underrated actor too. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: he feels like like a fucking like if like if he were a villain from Taken, but like a super villain.
0: Yeah, this is kind of like... Um, this seems like the kind... He seems like the kind of Bond villain that would actually succeed.
3: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: he's, he's not fucking around, he's not full of his own shit, and he really just wants to kill Bond. <laughs> or whoever.
1: Yeah, he's also, like, fucking gigantic next to Tiger Chen. Yeah. Uh, which is cool to see. Yeah. But uh, I think... I love Keanu so much. I'd be I'd be interested to see him play more villain roles. He also directed that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like any because because I know Keanu is a guy that's um, who's kind of he's kind of popular or like acceptable to make fun of. And anytime someone wants to say he's like not talented or has no ability, that's that's one of the things I'd want to point at.
1: Yeah, so I don't look at that okay.
0: movie. Look at all of it.
1: I don't fucking stand for that shit. Yeah, I will have no Keanu <laughs> sass. Uh,
0: we like Keanu on this network. Let it be known. Yes. We will yes. fight you.
1: Yeah, I still need to go see John Wick 2.
0: Um, Me too.
1: But yeah. Uh, I, right off the bat, I was thinking for recommendations is uh have you seen Remo Williams
0: not yet it's something I um kind of like on the back burner like I gotta at some point just sit down and watch it
1: yeah it's it's sort of it's got kind of the same spirit as this where mm-hmm. it's like it's like a really strange quirky American interpretation of like sort of Chinese Mysticism, but it's also kind of like but it's a,
0: also spy, like a movie. spy movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's also like I don't know if it how much it feels like a kung fu movie, but it it's definitely got the layer of like camp. Mm-hmm. It's not as it's not as big as this film. Yeah. As far as campiness, but it is very much like tongue in cheek and the I feel like... It's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like there's a lot of moments to kind of laugh at the main character.
0: hmm Yeah. yeah um, you saying that has me remembering something I wanted to mention on this podcast, which is, uh, I guess, how I feel about uh, campy stuff back then versus campy stuff now. And when I say now, I mean, like... today and like going back is no further than like two years ago is like i miss people not so much people doing the camp but like the camp taking itself seriously not so much the movie or the people involved Mm. like it feels kind of you know it feels a bit like um somebody stating something completely ridiculous and then, like, beginning and ending the statement with, yeah, I know it's dumb, but... Yeah, I know it's dumb, but still.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is kind of a... It's kind of hard to... I I think actually... Like, a, the, the, speaking of John Wick, like, that's probably a film that I think is actually... And it's kind of, the maybe a little bit, the Fast and the Furious movies, too,
3: mm-hmm. where it's
1: kind of... It, it's campy, but... And it knows it's campy, but it's also taking its story, like, sort of seriously. Like, it's mm-hmm. fun, but... It's not like... I think I understand what you're saying. Like, there's a lot of, like, over the tip Like, we're gonna make this campy. And they make it, like... Like, the 60s Batman,
0: like, yeah. on speed. Yeah, where it's like... You might as well um, have, like, a laugh track added to... Like, the big action scene. Or mm-hmm. someone in film will do something completely reality-breaking or off... For what's going on. And it's like, ha-ha, see we know we're a mess. But yeah, there's a... I, I think
1: another good example of that would kind of be... I just watched this last night. It was the Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Where it's... And really, uh, most of Tarantino's work, like, like sometimes you kind of... Like... He has his, like, director trademarks and his tropes, but it's easy, especially in the Hateful Eight, when it's, like, it's it's a little bit more of a callback to reservoir dogs which mm-hmm. is probably his like least campy film yeah where it's like oh like like this is all about like dialogue and relationship and like tension mm-hmm. And he's really good at doing that and he kind of like the whole focus is is on this but then like have you seen it
0: no unfortunately oh. i haven't seen it yet
1: well it's no spoilers, but like and then you remember like, oh, there's violent parts to this and they're pretty over the top. Like mm-hmm. like like not like it's like enough to remind you that ugh, this is this is sorta of ridiculous and over the top. But it's yeah. still like you're still in there with the characters and you understand. You like you have been like the whole point of the movie isn't that camp.
0: Mhm. I see. Um so um I heard that this movie was originally going to be another Django film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: would this would the main character being Django have alleviated any of the issues in it? What issues? Well, like you were saying, like the violence seemed a bit uh, over the top in the context of this movie. Would oh. it being Django and then, you know, coming to this movie from another movie with over-the-top violence in it as well, like, this being the same world as that, have helped?
1: Oh, I I mean, I'm using this as an example of a positive. Like, oh, okay. Like, it's sort of over-the-top, but it's, mm-hmm. and it's, and you know, the way the characters talk and, like, the shit that flies out of their mouth is sort of, like, over-the-top. Like, it's funny and it's sort of, like campy but it's it's very like it's very tempered like you can Mm -hmm. still I think this is the kind of the camp that we like appreciate versus the kind of stuff that you're talking about which Mm -hmm. is like super over the top like it kind of gets lost in its campiness
0: yeah I I think the only uh, Expendables movie I've seen is uh, two and that feels like it's doing the bad kind of camp really hard
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the way you'll just have Chuck Norris walk in out of nowhere and be like, "Yeah, I'm Chuck Norris. I killed everybody. Bye." Hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're a little bit more. Like when I think of the bad kind, I think even further than where, mm-hmm. where, like the movie movies. I think they kind of accelerated this a little bit. Oh, uh, those like, they,
0: like, like, like what, like teen movie scary movie yeah Yeah, well those those are just those things on crack
1: yeah well see it's funny that you mentioned those because like further down the line they got a little bit a bit more but like actually especially not another teen movie like it's in on the joke and it is like playing with itself but there's still a lot of heart in that film i think
0: yeah i mean because there were movies like this before like uh I feel like uh, two series that were these before I guess they were these for another generation are both the Naked Gun and Hot Shots films
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and uh, I guess Spaceballs is another one I feel like there's a, a film in between those that I'm trying to remember but I can't for the life of me in between Naked Gun and
1: Spaceballs
0: uh, no, I mean between like Naked Gun and Hot Shots, and then these blank movies.
1: Uh, oh, um, yeah, I mean there's there's tons.
0: Mm-hmm. Talk about them all day. I, yeah, Especially Leslie I, I can... Nielsen
1: was big on that shit.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was a movie that was kind of like making fun of all the mob films.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't remember Uh, the name of it, but I remember there was a point in my life where I was watching that movie like every other day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Mafia? I think it's called Mafia with an exclamation point. Oh,
0: probably. Well, this is because, um, can't nobody do nothing about it now. My dad uh, got us that illegal uh, (laughs) cable hookup, that descrambler switch.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But um most of the uh pay-per-view had kind of moved to like a primitive sort of digital. We didn't get that, but we had the like basic form of it that was still on like cable where you had like that box and shit. Mhm. But it was like it was uh pay-per-view, it was limited to pay-per-view events and like three channels for films that um recorded kind of in that sweet spot of uh, after the thing had come out in theaters, but either right before or around the time it was hitting the uh, rental shops. So, like, uh, I think one of the first instances of me just, like, abusing the hell out of this was when uh, Spawn, after Spawn, came out. (laughs) And what it was with those channels is those channels would just run the same movie over and over. So if you decided to order it, there'd be, like, any point of the day or night where you could order the film and watch it but because we had that channel unlocked Mm -hmm. those films would just run throughout the day so if i had like nothing to do or i was just trying to kill a weekend or you know i'd just be sitting down watching one of those movies especially if it was a movie i liked i'd watch it or just found moderately entertaining i'd watch it over and over again uh, that was one. Spawn was another. Night at the Roxbury. I didn't like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but I somehow ended up watching that thing a bunch because of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking Spawn. Mm-hmm. God, it's so... Biz- that's... That's such a weird little... We're going to have to talk about that shit on my show, because it's such a
0: weird little... Yeah. Like... It's like before... It was attempting X. to kickstart the uh, superhero boom.
1: Yeah, it was films. before Spider-Man, before Spawn, way before the MCU. Like, but it was like a fully like CG like action fest, mm-hmm. and it was like gritty and violent. It's so weird.
0: Yeah, it was as close. I think it was as close as you were going to get to depicting Spawn on film, because you, 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 if you if they had a hard time getting the elements they got on there before good luck now Jesus Christ
1: Mm? what do you mean
0: well I guess I guess it's a toss up because more of the world on the one hand more of the world is secular Uh, so I guess people wouldn't be flipping out as much on the religious element of it but like um, there's a lot of uh, grimy stuff that got left out hmm including including some uh, rape
1: how far down the line was that because I read a lot of spawn but I kind of stopped um, after
0: I'm going by uh, what I saw in the uh, animated series
1: hmm oh uh, say so yeah, I was big on the comics like I collected the trade paperbacks uh, uh, I was so little that if that was in there it probably would have gone over my head because they probably wouldn't have really put it in the comics but you know they put whatever the fuck they want on HBO <laughs> uh, but yeah I I mean I think Todd McFarlane said that he's trying to get an R-rated version mm-hmm. done like a new version of horror movie he wants to make so mm-hmm. it could be interesting I, I think I think totally Spawn could fly in the age of like Deadpool yeah. and an R-rated Wolverine That's movie true. and like and like tons of like ridiculous horror movies I think Spunk could fly again
0: yeah it's it, I think it'd still be kind of risky because that, that everything about that story is just black as tar no yeah. no no puns intended there
1: <laughs> yeah I remember uh, seeing like interviews with Todd McFarlane where he was complaining about how tough it was for them to not get an R on this original mm-hmm. uh, movie uh, yeah I think they were really hammering him on like the tone, like the tones just Mm -hmm. so dark um, for them to get PG thirteen.
0: Yeah, I'm amazed they got a PG thirteen on that thing.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they were like R rated cuts that you get
0: on VHS. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent there. Yeah. I guess, uh, let's, uh, anything you want to say either about the movie or to the audience?
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of that, bringing it back full circle to Michael Jai White, bringing it back to Black Dynamite, <laughs> and, uh, Black Kung Fu Guys. Yeah. Uh, anything else I want to say? Uh, watch Remo Williams because it's fucking tight. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, this was uh, it was a fun watch It's always fun to go back to especially like this era yeah. of like films cause it's like I don't know if they're doing different stuff or it's just you know something about it's so friendly
0: yeah there's a I guess just a very uh, sorry let me restart Kind of like what you were kind of getting at before where there was this sort of like cultural cross-pollination going on in the movie and everyone was like really pumped for it. It It's a very like welcoming aspect to it, this film. And I Mm -hmm. think, I mean, some of it is just all those familiar elements, all those elements you really like kind of co-mingling. I think it's also the fact that nobody bats an eye to weirdos like uh, Shonuff and Leroy. (laughs) Everyone's just down with whatever. (laughs) it's and just the world that they quite live quite frankly that's the other reason why this I, I want to live in this world
1: hmm. yeah um, Kevin Smith is developing a Sam and Twitch TV show huh uh, <laughs> it's just, okay I
0: feel like I feel like he could do the dialogue right but he might fuck up the tone um well i
1: let's not forget that this is the guy that made red State
0: yeah, okay, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. i I doubt forgot yeah, because I loved Red State
1: yeah, yeah, that's such an underrated movie um but that's one of the things I really appreciate about him, appreciate about him is he's able to like he's branched out so mm-hmm. far from what we started like he's doing like family friendly shit with Supergirl he's did, done like horror movies but uh yeah anyway mm-hmm. what were we saying?
0: <laughs> we were saying goodbye to the audience
1: uh yeah goodbye
0: <laughs> and I, I leave you with this the question really or maybe not a not a question, not a request. This is a demand, goddammit. it! When I say who is the master, you say the old Taku connection.
1: <laughs> who is the master? Leroy.
0: <laughs> That's the other thing about this movie. It just makes me want to scream Leroy at people. Mm. Leroy. Play Ugh I'm gonna watch this movie again. <laughs> I forgot how much I like this thing. It, it makes me feel good inside. Yeah, long episode is long, but uh, damn the self-imposed uh, time limit whatever I try to keep these things in, in like under an hour and a half and preferably uh about an hour long but uh yeah screw it I don't give a damn I made a laugh at Taffy and again sorry to be the dead horse to death with its own leg but uh birthday month anyhow this uh closing is likely to be long so I better get to it um the song you're listening to right now is synthetic highway if you want more like it head on over to soundcloud.com slash submorphine it's uh submorphine is s-u-b hyphen m-o-r-p-h-i-n-e the song you'll hear next is anime Raku," uh, so please check out the uh, creator of anime Raku," Squareon, at facebook.com slash S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. I'm not sure if Square still working on it, but uh, Project Stick Part Two, so uh, the second part of a uh, flash series. Uh, please check that out at uh, Facebook.com/slash Project Stick. Uh, if you aren't already listening to us at SoundCloud.com/slash radio, please check us out there. You can also subscribe to us on Android, iTunes. We'll play. We've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash A Listen Radio, uh, an official Twitter at A Listen Radio, and we have individual Twitters. Uh, I'm at Old Saku Joe's at uh, NAGP Returns, and Mike's at Hyper 90s. Now, on to the real stars of this particular episode, you wonderful, wonderful Free Sounds users, who helped me with my uh, silly little intro there, uh, we've got uh, M1RK0, which I think is supposed to be Mirko, which, uh, with a bit of lead in there, Bone666138, and Paul Miser, I'd like to thank all three of you, and uh, Freesounds in general. You, you know, sort of enable my uh, failed bits of creativity. um, About as much as uh, Joe and Mike doing this podcast with me does. So, uh, yes, thank you all very much, and thank you most of all, listener, for listening. Uh, Have a good night. like, okay, go on up there and kill him, and I'm like, my life's almost nil, you go up there and kill him, you old (laughs) shit, and then Teshi, yeah, yeah, Teshi, I'm like, old ass, hey Hachi, motherfucker, we get in the game with Way of the Samurai.